When you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Happy New Year, everybody! Welcome to the third season of From Hostage to Hero. Man, this could not have been possible without you. We've got tons and tons of five-star reviews. We've got tens of thousands of downloads. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you may also notice something else about this podcast episode. We're doing our brand new format. For those of you who are listening, you may be surprised to know we've also videotaped this podcast and we will be videotaping all future podcasts. Why? Well, it makes it a little more visually interesting and also gives me some, some ways to model some of the nonverbal skills that I may talk about in the podcast. And so if you listen to the podcast and you hear something that you wanted to see demonstrated, you can always go back and catch the video. So now you have two ways to engage with the From Hostage to Hero podcast, both audio only and video. So where are we today? Well, if you've been following the podcast last year, you know that Kevin and I, Kevin, my husband, who's also a coach in the biz, we moved to Lincoln City, Oregon. We were here at the beach hunkering down during this COVID time. And so we had a shed in the back that we converted into our office. And that's all we podcasting for this year. So excited to be with you. Particularly excited because January is when we reopen the H2H crew. Now, what's the H2H crew? Well, that is our subscription service. If you are a member of From Hostage to Hero, which is our free Facebook group, that is not the same as the H2H crew. The H2H crew is an exclusive subscription-only membership where you pay monthly and you have access to live training, guest webinars. We have places to practice your voir dire, to get nonverbal feedback, to get mindset coaching and case workshop. It is amazing. And we have the brand new From Hostage to Hero course that is housed in the membership that you have access to that you can go through at your own pace. So mark your calendar. January 19th through 21st will be open for only three days. You do not want to miss this. We only open every three to four months. So make sure that you join when we reopen and become a crew member in the H2H crew. We'll be giving you more information about that as we progress. If you want to go take a sneak peek, you can go to FromHostageToHero.com. While you're there, you can sign up on our email list, and that'll get you a snippet of this podcast video every Monday after the podcast drops. So if you want to kind of see what I was talking about, you can get that clip there, and then you can go watch or listen to the entire podcast afterwards. All right. Well, today we are talking about the three questions that you need to ask yourself to have your best year ever. Look, we're coming out of 2020. You may be thinking, what's the point of planning anything? I planned last year and look what happened. Well, today's podcast is for you because we're not going to be talking so much about planning, but about the things that you need to be thinking about in order to have your best year ever pandemic murder hornets, or whatever else, you can still have a great 
fucking year if you ask yourself these three questions. Now, today is normally a day where we uh, do resolutions, right? Here's all the things I'm going to accomplish. And there's some research out there that says, I don't remember it, but it's something like crazy, like only 3% of people ever get those resolutions done. And if you're one of those people, I've been one of those people, we're going to talk today about why that is and how to reverse that trend. And we're going to start by asking you a very, maybe odd question, uh, but something to get you thinking. And that is, and it's the most important question out of the three questions, how do you want to feel in 2021? Yeah. How do you want to feel? And you might think, I don't know how I want to feel. Yes, you do know how you want to feel. Think about all the things when you have felt your best. What were those feelings? Most likely they were things like loved, confident, peaceful, healthy, whatever it may be. If you're listening to this or watching this podcast right now, I want you to just pause it, take out something to write with, And write down all of the things you want to feel in 2021. And don't go into the how space. How is the killer of dreams, my peeps? Get into just dreaming. Oh man, it would be so great to feel these things. Now, for those of you who have trouble with this, you know, like accessing your feelings, kind of lawyers sometimes have problems with that. Here's how you can work this question to your advantage. Think of all the things you want to do in 2021. And if you're feeling like, I don't want to do anything in 2021, well, then go back to 2020, January 1. What were you writing back then that you didn't get to accomplish this year or that things that didn't get done or things that you want to get done now, right? What are the things that you want to accomplish? Maybe it's losing weight. Maybe it's saving money. Maybe it's getting out of debt. Maybe it's writing a book. Whatever it is, I want you to have a list of things that you want to accomplish in this year or at least get started this year. Now, here's how we're going to reverse engineer this. I want you to take a look at that list, and I want you to ask yourself, what am I hoping to feel once I accomplish this? Because here's the truth about goals or anything that we want in our lives. It's always, and I mean always, about feelings. We are always chasing a feeling. It's never about the goal itself. It's always about how we think we're going to feel when we get that goal. So for example, many of you know that I've been on a weight loss journey in the last couple of years, right? And in a weight loss journey, for anyone who wants to lose weight, we tend to think that the goal is to lose X amount of pounds. And when we lose that, that's what's going to make us happy. It rarely works that way. We either don't make our goal or we do make our goal and we realize we're still unhappy as fuck. Now here's why, is it's because we're chasing a feeling. And when you can get really clear about what is the feeling that you're chasing, what is it that you want to feel that is encompassed in this goal, that's when life gets much, much easier. So for example, for me, I would love to learn lose a certain amount of pounds, right? But what's more important to me is the why behind that. The reason why I want to lose weight is because I want to have more energy to play with my five-year-old and to go and walk the beautiful beach here with Kevin. Uh, I want to have the sense that I put myself first, that I'm worth taking care of. Now, notice how weight loss is a great way to get there, but I don't have to wait until I lose the weight to feel those things. 
Meaning I can have those things now. In fact, this is why I think so many resolutions or goals of any kind, whenever you make them, end up not being achieved because you get tired of waiting for the feeling that you, you set the goal for. Here's the trick to life, my friends. You do not have to wait. Whatever you want to feel, you can feel it now. You don't have to wait until you achieve your goal. In fact, your goals just become a way to sharpen and get clear on the feelings that are lacking in your life. And get now you get to get real creative about how do I get to feel those things now. We don't have to wait for shit. As 2020 told us very clearly that nothing is guaranteed. What we think is happening, all the things we're putting off, all the ways we're putting off feeling until we achieve A, B, and C, those may never happen because of whatever's happening in the world. So what control do we have? We have the control over what we want to feel and giving that feeling to ourselves now. Which really brings us to uh, the second one, which is if you have a list Of all the things you want to feel in 2021, healthy, energized, secure, loved, whatever it may be, then I want you to ask yourself this next question, which is, what will I need to do in order to feel those things? So this comes kind of reverse engineering again. And when I say do, I don't necessarily mean, well, I have to write the book. No, no, no. What I mean is things like, what routines can you put in place? What kinds of people do you want to surround yourself with? What do you need to let go of in order to feel those things? Think about this. Many of us spend time with people who drain us, who drag us down. Maybe that's something you need to let go of. Maybe there's a routine you need to put in place. For me, that's an exercise routine. And I make it real simple and real easy. You know, we have a Peloton. I could easily try to get on there every day, like Kevin. He tries to get on there every day. I say, you know what? I'm not going to get on there every day. I'm going to get on there two days a week. And those are going to be my non-client days when my mornings are a little bit more free and I have more time to do that. And on my client days, I'm just going to go and I'm going to lift weights. And it only takes me 15 minutes. You know, just this morning I was thinking, yeah, is this enough? And I thought, who the fuck cares? I get to decide if it's enough. I love my routine. It's consistent and it's lovely. So that's what I, and every time I finish that routine, guess what? I don't have to wait till 50 pounds from now to feel great. I feel great that day. This morning, I felt great finishing my routine. I felt proud of myself. I was taking care of myself and I had more energy. Ta-da! We don't have to keep putting off the things that make us feel great and keep putting them in this This container of once I get all the things done, then I'll have this thing. No, it's not the thing you want. It's the the journey to get there. That's where all the good stuff is. So ask yourself, what are the things I need to do to feel those things? If you're losing weight because you want to feel great in your clothes, go buy those clothes now. I don't care what fucking size they are. Go buy clothes that make you feel great now, oh, but I'll need to give them away when, when I lose my weight. Then give them away. What's the price of feeling great now? That's priceless. Do it for you. Do it for yourself. If you want to feel energized, then start exercising. You're not so because it's a way to punish yourself for all the things you've eaten, but because it just makes you feel great. If you want to feel loved, 
then start loving the people around you and dropping the toxic people out of your life. You can have all of these things right now. Which really brings us to the third step or the third question that you need to ask yourself. Once you have identified the feelings that you want to feel and the things you're going to have to do in order to feel those things, I want you to ask yourself one more question. And that is, who do I need to be in order to achieve these things? Right? So if it's an exercise routine that you're putting together, you're going to need to be maybe disciplined or consistent. If it's dropping toxic people out of your life, you're going to need to be committed. Committed to what? Committed to your happiness, to let go of the things that you know are not serving you. You're going to have to put yourself first. You're going to, maybe you have to be a little selfish. Create a list of ways of being. You might even create what I call a litmus test. I use this a lot with my clients, where when they're having trouble deciding something, I say, okay, what are your values around this? So for example, when I'm looking at work, whether to take it or not, I have to answer these four questions and then it gets super clear whether I should take the work or not because I want to take all the work. I want to help all the people. I want to like do all the things so that, that you all feel supported. And the fact of the matter is I can't take all the work. In fact, the membership, the H2H crew is, is my answer to that because we can help way more people in there than just me working one-on-one. So my litmus test for taking work uh, it's changed because now I don't take any work that isn't an H2H uh, member, a crew member, right? You have to be an H2H to even work with me now because I want to give all my time and energy to those people. But previously it was, first of all, do I want to? Because <laughs> sometimes there'd be things that come across my desk and I'm like, eh, I don't really want to do this, but I should. If I can't even clear that first question, I don't even, I don't even go to the next question, right? And sometimes we don't even ask ourselves that question. The second question I ask myself is, does it fit in my schedule? If I have to move a ton of shit around and and move clients and stuff to make this thing happen, I'm going to say no to that. The third thing is, does the money make sense? And that doesn't mean it has to even pay anything, right? There's things I would love to do for free, but does it make sense? Am I knocking myself out uh, and it doesn't really make sense? I'm going to have to say no. And the fourth thing is, is that, what is the fourth thing? I gotta think what the fourth thing is. Uh, doo, doo, doo. Oh, does it advance my goals, right? So am I gonna take a corporate gig right now? No, I'm not working with corporate people anymore. I'm working with trial lawyers. So you might design a litmus test because you know what? This is where it gets difficult is when you commit to feeling certain ways and doing certain things and being a certain person and then outside influences come in and start asking you for things and wanting things from you. You're going to get all in your place of, well, maybe I should create a litmus test. Say it's got to clear these barriers for me to say yes to it and start saying no to a lot more shit than you're used to saying no to. I got to tell you, this last year I worked less than any other year ever. And I made more money than any other year ever. So guess what I'm doing in 2021? I'm working even less, people. That's what I'm doing. You might, how do you do that? Well, we'll talk about that later. But the point is, is that I'm learning that less is more. And that means I got to say no a lot more than I like, a lot more. So here is the point. 2021 is not about accomplishing things. 2020 wasn't about accomplishing things. You know what? No year is about accomplishing things ever. That's not the goal, people. The goal always has been, you just didn't recognize it is that you get clear on how you want to show up in life. 
And when you get clear on that, how you want to feel, how you want to be, how you want to move through the world, then a pandemic can come, a meteor can fly up from the sky, dinosaurs could come back, whatever, and you are still strong and standing in your power because you know who you are and what you want. That's how you have the best year of your life is you get clear on that. All the doing, all the to-do lists, all the goals, those are secondary. Those are ways to help clarify what you want and then go back and go, do I still want to do these things? It's all got to start with, how do you want to feel? How do you want to show up in your world right now? I am so excited about 2021. Back on January 1st, 2020, I made the intention that 2020 would be the best year of my life. And every single day for 365 days, I wrote, this is the best year of my life. And in the 48 and a half years that I've been on this planet, I can honestly look you in the lens and say, this has been the best year of my life, without a doubt. Yes, there was some really shitty things that happened. And yes, there was some shit we had to deal with and all of that. But I intended to have the best year of my life and I made that happen and you can make it happen too. I am here to help. Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, Head over to FromHostageToHero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then.